the bills make me wanna shout. Kick your heels up and shout. Welcome back, listeners, to another exciting episode of Bills and Beers, the Buffalo Bills podcast, normally from the Bills backers of Chicago, Illinois. It's a special episode today because we're coming to you from the Bills backers of Philadelphia. I'm Lars. Joining me today, Jeff from North Tonawanda is here. Hey, how's, how's, it, how's it going, everybody? And Matt, Matt from Louisville, Kentucky, who uh, runs the bar here, or at least manages the bar, but was college roommates with Eric Wood, also joining us today. Hey, everyone. How you doing? A nail-biter in Nashville today, Buffalo, pulling out the win 14-3. We're all pretty excited about it. I was not feeling so great about the win. We got the win. It's all good. Billsandbeers.com was the best way to find us. Find us on Facebook. Find us on Twitter, at Bills and Beers. Subscribe on iTunes. Tell your friends. Tell your neighbors. Tell your family. Tell everybody you know in Bills Nation how you found us. But, gentlemen, without further ado, let's get right into it and talk about this win over the Tennessee Titans. Throw your head back and Come on now. The Bills are making it happen now. So a fairly frustrating game throughout most, at least three and a half quarters. The Bills only managed 56 yards of offense going into the latter part of the third quarter. So it wasn't a pretty game, but it was a win. Well, let's get the negative out of the way. Matt, I'm coming to you first. Who is your Genesee cream ale bummer of today's game? Uh, I probably have to go with Jerry Hughes. Interesting. Okay, you got you to give me a little rationale behind that. Why are you picking Jerry Hughes for the, your Jenny Cremail bum for the week? Uh, penalties. And it's, the thing about Jerry Hughes is he's a wild man. He's very aggressive. He plays with his hair on fire, and that's the best and worst part about him. The Bills kind of kept it under wraps a little bit today, but Jerry Hughes, he's got he's to gotta get under control. Did you guys see in the pregame they had the yes, sir yes. wristbands on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it worked. It seemed to work. They did a little bit better. They almost had the pass interference call to let them off the hook at the end there by Gilmore. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I agree. Jerry Hughes has got to clean it up just a little bit. Yeah. Jeff, coming to you now. JC Cremail, Bomber of the Week. I know it's hard to find one after a win. Yeah, you never want to fish too hard for a uh, for a bummer after a win, but I got to go with Booby Dixon. I was... I was really hoping that we might see some uh, good, strong uh, ground and pound out of uh, Booby Dixon starting there, and uh, just didn't happen. They never really established the run. They never really established any kind of offense, and uh, yeah, I, I I might be a little tainted in my opinion. I swapped in Booby Dixon to start on my fantasy team in place of Rashad Jennings uh, about five minutes before kickoff. That is, but, a, uh, that is a bold move. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see what Rashad does tonight, but uh, yeah, I was really kind of hoping to see just a little more production there, and it never really happened. So, we've raved a lot on this podcast about Tyrod Taylor, but three and a half quarters and only mustering 56 yards of offense, it's got to fall to the quarterback. Now, when we finally got that first one in the end zone, it was due in large part to him and being able to rush the ball, and he had, what, the 22-yard scamper there for the touchdown or something to that effect. But I'm going to give my Jenny Cremail to Tyrod Taylor. We've seen this now two weeks in a row, the slow starts. He's got the talent and he's got the wherewithal and the me- and the mental uh, strength to, to turn it on at the end. But Jesus Christ, this should not have been a one-point heart attack game for the Buffalo Bills today, and it was thanks largely in part to the offense's inability to move the ball. 
Yeah, I, I got to wonder about some of those run plays uh, when they actually started picking up yardage about, you know, none of those were designed runs. And so how much of that was frustration at, you know, not being able to connect with his receivers and that the running game never got established? Um, yeah, I can't disagree with you. Well, Jeff, I'm going to come right back to you now. Let's turn to the positive because we did get a win today. We won. And wins, just like losses, are really important in the NFL. We got a really bad one last week. We got a really ugly one this week. Doesn't matter. We got one. Who was your Labatt Blue MVP of today's game? MVP of the game, uh, for me, I got to give it to Stephon Gilmore. I mean, you look at that last possession by the Titans, and, you know, the offense couldn't get that first down to run out the clock, and it, Gilmore knew exactly where he needed to be uh, to, to seal it up, and uh, it was just a beautiful play. I mean, how, how could you not uh, admire that? I like it, too. Now, Matt, are, you might be biased here. See, you were you were Eric Wood's college roommate. Now, we have, a, we have a female on our show. Her name is Cassie. She loves Eric Wood. So if she was here, she would have a million questions for you. So if you had to name your Labatt Blue MVP of today's game, and if it wasn't Eric Wood, you can give it to Eric Wood if you want to, but if it wasn't Eric Wood, who, was your, who would be your MVP of today's game? Uh, if, if we're not going to go with Eric, uh, I'd probably give it to Chris Hogan. Nice. Well, yeah, he had the, the huge reception at the end, another big one yep. as well. And, yeah, the, the big big reception, he also had the touchdown, so I uh, was really glad to see him step up and, um, you know, and, and do what he did today. Now, do you have any kind of inside intel that you can share that you've heard from Eric about this team or anything? I mean, feel free to share or not share anything you want, but I, I have to ask. I mean, I, we talk about Eric Wood so much on this podcast. We, we love him so much. So anything you could tell us about what he knows or what he's conveyed to you about this Buffalo Bills team would be greatly appreciated. Uh, he's told me he thinks it's the best team he's ever been a part of uh, on the professional level. Um, he said the morale is really high. You know, the guys are pumped to have Rex in there. Um, you know, not nothing against Doug Marone, but, you know, after his last year, um, you know, they were kind of ready to move on. And it seems like they've made made the right move. And I'll tell you, Eric loves, loves Rex and, and loves uh, playing for him. And, um, you know, it seems like the rest of the guys do too. So. I, I love it. I love it. Well, I like that you went Stephon Gilmore there, Jeff. I'm going to give mine to Mario Williams and Marcel Darius because Gilmore got that pick, but he had Darius bearing down on him. There, there's been a lot of heat on the defensive line in the past week that they're not getting the stats that they should be. But they rushed Mariota for most of today. And, you know, just about any other game, with the Titans' lack of production on offense, this Bills team should have won pretty easily. The only reason it was a game was because we were so poor on offense. And a lot of that was because of the defensive line. Yeah, it's, it's tough to disagree with you there. I mean, you know, as soon as that pass went up, that was uh, it was a floater. Yeah, it and was. it was just because Darius was in his face. Very down on I mean, yeah. again, 14 to 13, it was ugly. I damn near had a heart attack with about 10 minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Uh, Got the win. I'm taking it. We're moving on. Let's get now into rants and raves. Yep. It's been a positive week, so let's rave about, I don't know, whatever you guys want to rave about. All right. Is this the end or just the start of something really, really beautiful? Wrapped up in disguise as something really, really ugly. Won't you come by and see me? I will rave about uh, persistence in the face of uh, continued tough penalties, man. Go. They, 
they uh, uh, watching what happened last week. I mean, that was just it was abysmal. It was ugly, man. The penalties constantly, the lack of discipline, and uh, uh, there were there were fewer penalties this week, but they were the ones they did take were at inopportune times. You had the um, uh, uh, you had the, the pass interference, uh, and then you had a terrible, terrible call on the unnecessary roughness. I mean, oh, that those, was awful. Yeah, oh, Corey Graham, you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just so many opportunities to you know let the frustration boil over like they did last week and, and start making some poor decisions fold, uh, uh, and, and they didn't. They they, uh, they stuck with the game plan and uh, and managed to pull out a win. And you gotta you gotta admire that. They got a lot of work still to do with the discipline. Uh, I didn't have any illusions that was going to happen overnight, uh, but I think I think the message has been received. I love it. I love it, Matt. What do you got to rave about this week? Uh, I'm raving about the defense, um, just as a whole. They were putting some pretty uh, tough spots with some fumbles and uh, you know other penalties, and you know the offense, especially in the first half, didn't give them anything. For them to only give up you know 13 points is uh, is pretty great considering the, the field position Tennessee had, and um, you know. Just glad to see them. You know, everyone knew they were good, but you know, I think they really showed it this week. That's great because we haven't made that point yet on this on this week's podcast that the defense really played against with their backs against the wall for most of this game. We were losing the field position battle for at least three quarters of today's Time game. Time of possession was ridiculous. Time of possession was awful, but the run defense stayed stout. They kept Mariota guessing. I mean, you would think that they would have had a little bit of data against a rookie quarterback, but they got the pick when it mattered. So I agree with you. I think the defense had a great day. I'm going to do something unprecedented here on Bills and Bears because I gave my Genesee Cream Ale bummer of the week to Tyrod Taylor, and I'm going to rave about Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> I raved about Tyrod Taylor two weeks ago, but Tyrod Taylor single-handedly was the Buffalo Bills offense in the second half. We were we were without LaShawn McCoy, Carlos Williams, and Sammy Watkins. This team could not move the ball. He wanted to go to Charles' place so badly, you can tell, but they couldn't get it done. And they were locking it down. They knew that we didn't have the under center running game that we wanted to have. So they had that pinned in pretty well. So what did Tyrod Taylor do? He dropped back. He rushed for 77 yards, which was a Buffalo Bills franchise record. He took one to the house, and when the time mattered, he put one in the end zone to Chris Hogan. Tyrod Taylor is the best quarterback to suit up in a Buffalo Bills uniform since Jim Kelly, wow. and it's not even close. Wow, okay. Wow. I've said it before, I'm going to keep saying it again, but Tyrod Taylor wins this Buffalo Bills team's games, and I'm loving it. He, t- he took over. He took over in a big way. He put the team on his shoulders when nothing else was going right. No offense to Eric Wood, but the offensive line was not making any holes for our, I mean, no, I mean, but Jesus Christ, we are in our third, fourth running backs, and I don't think many teams in the NFL could win in that circumstances. But he took the team single-handedly into the end zone, two straight possessions when they needed it most, 14-13, got a gutsy win on the road. Tyrod Taylor, baby, can't, gotta love it. Love the rave intensity. Yeah. Good, yeah. man. Yeah, gotta love bring it. it. Love gotta it. bring it. All right, let's get into wild cards. Not going any further. Well, we're coming up on the end of the episode, which means it's the wild card portion of today's episode. Wild card! And this is Bills and Beers. We talk about the Buffalo Bills, but we do so drinking beer. Jeff is drinking the Standby Labatt Blue Light, and in honor of being in Philadelphia today, I am drinking, help me out here, what am I, I am drinking the Yards, the Yards Philly Pale Ale. It's actually quite good. It's very smooth, it's a little hoppy, but it's, it's nice and refreshing. It's, it's kind of an, an interesting mix of, of different things about a beer that you would like, like to have. And I'm, yeah, I'm right. really enjoying it. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, it's, it's outstanding. You know, I'm, uh, uh, I have traditionally not listened to a lot of podcasts. I've started subscribing to a lot in the last few months. And uh, 
Um, not, obviously now I'll be subscribing to yours. Beers, yeah, 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 yeah right, you will. Uh, but I, uh, uh, one of the ones I listen to is the Beerists. They're out of Austin, Texas, and they did a Yards episode, and uh, they raved about that beer. They loved it, and I love it too. So it's funny you bring that up. I'm going to be on the road again in two weeks in Austin, oh. and I'm, I'm going to look up the, the Austin Bills backers and do a podcast with them. You, you absolutely awesome. should. Yeah. Maybe, maybe there's a little carryover. There. Maybe there's some Beerists there. Who knows? Yeah, you never know. So I'm going to go first on today's uh, wild card. Today we're going to talk about, I'm in a new city, we, this is from the Chicago Bills backers today, we're with Philadelphia, and you guys are in a new home this year for the first time, here at um, what is the Tavern on Broad, great bar, I love it, um, uh, you guys got the shout song and everything going on, you got a great special going on with the bat and wings, a- anchor sauce, anchor sauce, loving it. So, uh, and garbage plates too, which was a nice little nod to the Rochester people in the house today. Oh, they do a good job, yeah. yeah. There are Bills backers everywhere, and having been from Chicago, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take today's wild card and say, if, if the Buffalo Bills were any major American city, which one would they be and why? And I'm gonna take the obvious one. I'm gonna say they'd be Chicago, and here's why. Chicago is a great city like four months of the year. The other eight months of the year when it's winter, it's awful. Now I understand the Buffalonians know a thing or two about winter because you get a lot of snow. Having grown up in a similar area on the shores of Lake Erie and Erie, Pennsylvania, I know what snow is like. And I can tell you, when it's snowy and 25 degrees outside, it's not that bad. But when it's windy and it's negative 10 degrees outside, it's awful. And when you're standing two floors above the earth, waiting for the train to come before sunrise at 6.45 in the morning, you do, you go through some serious questioning as to what exactly is it that I'm doing here. And that's exactly what it's like being a Bills fan. Because about two-thirds of the time, you're watching this team struggle. You're watching them lose games they have no business losing. And we came damn close to watching them lose a game today they had no business losing. And you think to yourself, what am I doing? Why, why am I cheering for this team? But when it is good... And when Chicago is good, when it's sunny, when it's summertime, when the when the Cubs are in the playoffs as they are in now, everybody is the happiest fucking people on the face of the earth. And when the Bills are winning, there is no better place than you'd rather be than Western New York on a sunny Sunday afternoon in the fall. So Matt, we'll come to you next. Now you're a bit of a you're a bit of you're not exactly you don't have any ties to Western New York. You're a Louisville guy. Who has tied this team through a player? So I'm very curious as to where you come from on this one. Uh, I'm actually going to go uh, Louisville, Kentucky. Okay. Um, the Bills connection there, obviously Eric Wood, Preston Brown, uh, John Miller, um, all Louisville guys. Uh, Louisville also has, in my opinion, the greatest uh, event in all of sports, the Kentucky Derby, which is uh, probably one of the most fun week- weeks, weekends you'll ever have. Um, so, I mean, just, just the, those two right there. I mean, I'd have to go with Louisville, Kentucky. I like that answer. Yeah, and we forget Preston Brown. So was was he a darling of the Louisville he was. football team as he, well? He was a little after myself and Eric uh, graduated, but um, you know he uh, he was great. You know, with that team won beat Florida in the Sugar Bowl. Teddy Bridgewater, Preston Brown, John Miller. So. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a team pretty special to, to all of us uh, Cardinal fans. I like it. Now, Jeff, coming to you. Now, you're a North Tonawanda native. I have, I have family in North Tonawanda. So tell me, I don't know where you've been. You've been in Philadelphia now. You grew up outside Buffalo. So I don't, I don't, know, how, I don't know how intimate you know other American cities, but where, what would you like in this Buffalo Bills team, too? Well, who am I to uh, break from the uh, pattern with you guys so far? You're going to take Chicago, and uh, Matt's going to take Louisville. i got to take Philly, man. Oh, okay. There are... 
I've been living here for uh, 11 years. I get back to Buffalo as often as I can. I'll be there next weekend. Uh, and uh, I, I like a lot of what you were saying about Chicago. Man, Philly, the traffic sometimes can be terrible. And uh, uh, you run across people that have like the classic, you know, uh, uh, nationally recognized Philly attitude. Oh, where, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. get the F out of my face. And let me, and let me tell you, I, having been in Chicago for a while, I feel it, man. Like, yeah. it is, it is palpable. Like, I step off an airplane and I know I'm in Philly, but just because it feels like everybody in the airport wants to fight me. What, yeah. what's, what's that all about? Yeah, I don't know. It's something ingrained <laughs> in the attitude of the city. I don't know if it comes from the from the blue collar or something else or, you know, but, you know, you go to Flyers games and wear, you know, the other team's colors. It's a bad idea. Same thing with the Eagles. And, well, uh, and likewise, so we're coming back on December 13th to go oh, to the Bills-Eagles game. Outstanding. We'll I'll be, be there. Oh, you're going too? Oh, yeah. We'll hook up, bro. Okay, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, we've been talking about we want to set up some kind of tailgate. So, uh, uh, Matt and his crew that manage Tavern on Broad, they also manage uh, the McFadden's that still is open down at the yeah, ballpark. Right. Uh, so in Philly here, we got the sports complex with uh, Lincoln Financial Field, Citizens Bank Park, yeah. and uh, Wells Fargo Center all in one place. So you got the McFadden's at the ballpark is right across the street from Lincoln Financial Field. So Matt said he could get us a room there at, uh, at McFadden's so that we could tailgate yeah, inside we'll so there. we wouldn't have to be in the cold we'll and be there, man. go over to the game after. Yeah, that we'll be there, like, bro. It sounds like a sure. plan to me. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, Philly, man, uh, it gets in your head sometimes. You know, you'll you'll have a bad day driving in traffic and then you have a few rough encounters with some people with bad attitudes and you and you wonder like, you know, what am I, what is it that I'm doing living in this place anyways, you know? And then, uh, uh, and then there's other times like, uh, man, where you know you'll have like a beautiful fall day like it is today. Oh, it's, it's like 70, 75 degrees, and uh, people are just in a good mood. And you you walk past Independence Hall, you know, where like this country was born, and you're standing there looking at the Liberty Bell, and kind of you know gets gets inside you a little yeah, bit, makes man, you feel totally. good. And I think that's how this Buffalo Bills team is when they start winning. It just reminds you why you put up with all the bad years because. When it's good, it's really good. Oh, man, that's so poetic. I love it. So, next week, next week we had the Cincinnati Bengals coming to the route. Who, I, I, I can't tell. Have you seen? Oh, they, they won. won. They, they won, won in overtime. They squeaked one out over the, uh, the Seahawks this yeah. week. So, they're coming off. They're, they're one of the few undefeated teams left in the NFL right yeah. now. What's your prediction for next week's game? I'm going to... We going score? We going score prediction? Yeah, just, go for it. Okay. Uh, I... I think we're probably looking at another low-scoring defensive battle here, uh, but uh, I'm actually glad to see that the Bengals won. Uh, I know they were down 24-7 uh, late. They had uh, 17 fourth-quarter points. Yeah. I was not looking forward to seeing a Bengals loss because then you'd be dealing with an angry team next week. Yep. And I don't, I don't like. I maybe it's you know I don't know if it's substantiated in the stats, but. I hate seeing a good team come off a loss because they rarely lose two in a row. I think you're right. So seeing the Bengals win today actually makes me feel better. I think we'll have a defensive battle. I will take the Bills next week, uh, 21-17. I like what you're saying there, and I think that this team is due to win a close game at home. We won a close game on the road. We want, we blew somebody out on the road. We got blown out at home. We're due to win a close win at home. I'm with you. I think it's going to be a nail-biter, though, and I think it can go either way. But for the sake of this podcast, I'm going to say Buffalo 17-16. All right. Yeah, it's going to be a tight one. It's not going to be a fun game to watch. Dude. I'm telling you right now. It's, nope. going to be, it's going to be a nail-biter. I think you're right. Bills and Beers on Twitter. Bills and Beers on Facebook. Best way to find us. Subscribe on iTunes. Just search for Bills and Beers. Tell your friends. Tell your neighbors. Tell your loved ones. Tell everybody you know in Bills Nation how you found us. Jeff, it's been a real treat. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to doing the game in Philly again with you here in a couple months. Because I think we did pretty well here. Yeah. And, and this is a new thing. We're going on the road. 
uh, talking to Bills backers everywhere. You guys have represented great. There's Bills backers on every corner of this planet. And from now until next week, all of them are going to be staying together. Let's go, go Bills. Go Bills. Let's go, let's go. The Bills make me wanna. Yeah.